0: Okay, hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Advice Worth Keeping. My name is Joe DeProsper, and I'm joined today by Sadaf Majahid and Brett Benner. And I will start us off by just having them introduce themselves to our listeners, and starting with you, Brett.
1: Yeah, thanks, Joe. Uh, my name is Brett Benner. Everyone, I'm a partner in our finance transformation practice here at KPMG. Uh, spent most of my career working, uh, you know, in the finance organization, and and have really spent a lot of time focusing on financial planning and analysis and what that means for companies to be effective in how they operate uh, in the FP&A and what we're calling the BP&A space.
2: Hi, everyone. My name is Sadaf Majahid. I am also part of KPMG's Finance Transformation Group. I'm a director based out of New York and actually have had the opportunity to spend a lot of time working with Brett when we're helping clients transform their finance function, and specifically trying to develop a world-class BP&A organization. Happy to be here.
0: Terrific. Thanks to both of you. So, Brett, can you start us off broadly here with what are the major considerations when starting to develop a business planning and analysis strategy?
1: Yeah, Joe. You know, there's a lot that goes into what we're calling the, the business planning and analysis or or your traditional FP&A function and a lot of people immediately tend to default to okay I need to get the latest technology in here and I need to work on cranking out the reports and the numbers so that people can you know look at the latest plan and look at the, the latest budget or look at the latest you know comparison to actuals and what we've seen is to really make this organization effective, make it more business-oriented, you have to change the foundational way that 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 organization operates. The the scope has to increase from reporting up to executive leadership to really reporting out to the business and, and making sure that people are getting the insights and analysis that they need to make informed decisions. And that's really what it's all about. There's there's multiple levels that go into this, but taking a holistic approach to your strategy and asking yourself, what am I really trying to get? How can I serve the business? Because that's what, what, at the end of the day, what's going to enable the business to operate more effectively is to make sure they're enabled by people helping them engage and make appropriate decisions set up what would you what would you say to that I mean how would you you know, characterize what I was talking about in terms of strategy
2: no I think that's a great point Brett is it really is around how do you enable bPNA to benefit the rest of the organization beyond just working within the silos of finance and when we characterize what their focus should be it's it's easy to break it out into a few key components, one being this notion of rapid strategic modeling. With this type of disruption that we've seen, especially as a result of COVID, it's imperative for BP&A teams to be able to analyze those business scenarios and perform very quick analysis around it so that they can go back to their business to inform them of you know, options that they have in terms of future direction. That's coupled with this idea of continuous forecasting. You know, In the past, we've seen FP&A teams spend once a year cranking out a very detailed bottoms-up budget, bottoms-up forecast that's outdated by the time that it's actually finalized. But what we need them to do is move towards a continuous process where any change in a key business driver triggers them to, to do their planning. Again, just going back to what's top of mind for the rest of their business and how they can inform them. And that's what's going to lead them to create value. You're thinking outside of finance, your' you know, leading the enterprise in terms of planning. And the way you're doing that is by promoting a the same language across the company in the form of standard business drivers, a common data set. Um, all of that together really does let you create value for the business versus just serving as a function that, you know, reports on historical information. The last thing I'll add to that is the two key enablers to make all of that happen is relying on technology as well as changing the skill set that traditional BP&A teams may have had. Um, You know, there's a spectrum of technologies out there from the way you ingest data, the way you store data to more advanced cloud technologies and predictive analytics, Um, we really do also need to think about amplifying the types of skills that these BP&A teams have to not only leverage this new technology and new data, but also not lose context and the business acumen that makes BP&A so important to the rest
0: of the business. So, Brett, back to you. We always want to be thinking when we have a plan or strategy, what are we trying to prevent? What's the worst case scenario here? What impact could a poorly executed BP&A strategy have on an organization?
1: Yeah, there's there's really two areas where we see a poorly executed strategy start to really fall apart and cause confusion within an organization. I, I think number one, it's when you have teams that aren't integrated or disjointed teams across the company or separate functions doing different tasks as part of this process. So the perfect example is where you have a corporate FP&A group which tends to act more as a consolidator or a holding company where they're pulling in all the information versus the business unit or the business focused finance teams. And if they're not connected on the direction, you know, the same making sure they're leveraging the same tools, making sure they're following the same processes Making sure they're all aligned with the same strategy, it, it can be very difficult to pull together a comprehensive plan that has everyone in the business aligned. Um, you're gonna have you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna see areas where the plans are disconnecting from the overall growth of the of the company at the top level. You will see people looking at different data sets, you will see people looking and following different, essentially planning for their own needs versus the business. And they might not be leveraging the the latest data and the most useful insights that are available to them. So just making sure that everyone is aligned on the strategy. And then the second part of that is making sure everyone is leveraging the same, the right data sets to start essentially giving adding value to the business by making sure they're pulling in the right data that that is the biggest area where we will see clients working with different sets in different systems and I I can't tell you the number of times where I've said well the planning team is working on this number but the corporate team is working on another number so again looking at things Holistically, making sure that everyone across the organization, especially your larger organizations, are all aligned on the plan, the right operating model, um, and the right way to making sure make sure you're adding value to to the business and to the organization.
0: Great. So Sadov, we hear that BPNA should be a leader in the organization and make data more human. How and why is that important?
2: Yeah, that's extremely important. You know, you've heard us even today continue to mention data. Data is an asset, and it's considered, you know, the new oil, et cetera. It just underpins the importance of leveraging data appropriately, whether it's internal to a company, whether it's external information, third-party information, et cetera. And someone within a company really needs to make sense of that data, and that's what BPNA's role is by leveraging some of the technologies we mentioned earlier, you know, their role is to make this data more palatable for individuals in the rest of the organization and identify, you know, new types of insights and new analytics that the rest of the organization has not seen before. And that's what enables them to create the value that we keep on referencing. So when we say make data more human, it's really pointing that gleaning insights from that data so that others can understand and use it to make decisions for the future.
0: Great. So one last question before we before we get to wrap here. Brett, broadly, can you talk about how a BP&A can be a value creator?
1: Yeah, of course. I, I, I believe a critical component of creating value is making sure we're integrating the full enterprise. So having your BP and A group lead the enterprise planning, making sure we're bringing together the sales teams so that we're aligning on the right volumes, bringing together marketing to make sure that we're all aligned on the right marketing analytics and measuring the spend. And making sure that we're being able to tie that spend into what's driving sales or what's driving growth. Um, And then and you know, if you're if you're any type of manufacturing or supply chain organization, making sure your operations teams are leveraging the right the right volume and the right demand plans, and making sure that's all integrated with your financial plan. It's a very hard, it's a very simple concept to understand, but a very difficult concept for or companies to execute. And it, it, you know, it goes back to the previous question you asked around, where do things fall apart? I mean, not being integrated and not having a, an organization or a function within, within your organization take the lead on making sure that's integrated can really cause confusion and limit the value that, that the, the BP&A group can bring to you. So it's one of the things we emphasize quite a bit is making sure that this group is truly taking the lead on understanding the, those integrated plans across the enterprise. Sadak, would you would you agree with that or have anything to add there?
2: Yes, I absolutely agree. BPNA plays such a critical role in integrating the enterprise. And it's because they have you know multiple facets of how they interact with the rest of the organization. You have BPNA acting as a business partner and in that role they're really an advisor to the rest of the business and informing the rest of the business on where it makes sense to place bets and which which decisions to move forward with versus which ones not to. In another capacity, you have BPNA really acting as a central team in, in terms of a center of expertise. You know, they're setting corporate strategy. And they're, they're working with the businesses to balance corporate targets, but also you know, local, local growths and local expertise that's required. So in that sense, BP&A really is the most well-placed to um, balance the, the, the needs of the finance function with strategic growth opportunities.
0: So, before we close, any any parting words? Any one thing you'd want a listener considering a BPNA strategy to remember? Uh, Sadaf, starting with you.
2: Yes, one one thing that I think is very critical to highlight is, whenever you're approaching, you know, a developing a strategic vision and thinking about ways of transforming the function, to take a holistic approach you know we've talked about a, a process lens we've also talked about enabling technologies and we've also talked about you know the, the different types of skill sets that may be required and it's always important to understand what components need to come together to really drive a, a holistic vision um, when trying to establish the future of BPNA
0: great Brett
1: yeah thanks, Joe. So you know we have been doing a series of webinars and and sessions around this topic, and we've been surveying surveying our participants, and about a third of those respondents have all said that their organizations spend too much time data gathering and not enough time on analyzing the insights or or beaming the insights that come from that data and by you know building towards the right capabilities and everything that we've been talking about here—that really is the push. We're trying to get BP&A to shift more towards a focus on analytics and insights, and encouraging the business to think more about innovation and investments and new projects, and and being able to to enable them to make those decisions versus just being historically focused or trend analysis focused. So incorporating all these things we've been talking about today we we absolutely feel that you know the business will will receive a huge benefit from it and this is definitely an area of focus for the majority of companies uh, going forward
0: brett sadoff i want to thank you for your time for your knowledge today on the podcast i'm sure we all feel better informed And prepare to implement a BPNA strategy. It's obviously and clearly more important now than it ever has been. Thanks again and hope to talk to you soon.